Welcome back to CCM Madness, choosing the Lord of the Dance, the Christian music tournament. I'm Paul, Mark and Katie are here. We're siblings, we're pastors, kids, we're contemporary Christian music aficionados. And we're going, and we also love March Madness. And we're going through this bracket that was provided on, we found on Twitter by at in Everglow and at J-B-A-Y underscore all the way. And this episode is dedicated to the rock alt and metal region of this bracket and for mark and i this is this is where it's at like this is a lot of these bands are still on my daily playlist <laughs> oh heck yeah man this is this is it this was like especially college for me um yeah really yep. I, I didn't know a lot of these bands in high school i knew a couple of them but yeah this was, yeah, it, was uh, it was college and then that stays right. Mm -hmm. Like that, what you listen to in college is what you're listening to for the rest of your life, pretty much. You know, like yeah. that's, the, that's the biggest nostalgia that we pull up. So I think everybody in this region, I have either seen live or owned an album of, and many of wow. them both. But everybody in this in this, I knew knew who they were and either seen them or listened to them, which was crazy. Katie, you are the least I familiar with this, but what? Yeah, vicariously through us a lot of things. Exactly, exactly. I think I think for me, I maybe won't have a ton to add here. Um, uh, but yeah, I think because you guys listen to a lot of this music, I kind of also listened to it right um, in the car, or like you guys would take me to concerts sometimes, and so you know, you guys did have an influence there, but um, it didn't stick as well some name some yeah some name recognition anyway oh, so yeah like come on i mean yeah there's yeah yeah there's some good mark ones. mark do you want to read down the seeds yeah and let's go through let people know who who we got here in this in this region in the rock alt and metal region we have the one seed petra the, versus the 16 seed disciple we've got number eight flyleaf against number nine demon hunter Number five, MXPX against number 12, Red. Number four, Anne Berlin against number 13, Project 86. Number six, Me Without You against number 11, Norma Jean. Who did that? Who oh, ranked those two together? I hated that. I uh, hated that so much. Number three, Under Oath against number 14, Living Sacrifice. Man, those are two metal bands. Uh, number seven, Striper. First number 10, Blindside, and number 2,000 Foot Crutch against number 15, Zayo. Oh, that's such a stacked division. Oh, my gosh. So stacked. <laughs> All right. We're going to start at the top. Number one, Petra versus number 16, Disciple. Hmm. All right. I, I've seen Disciple. Disciple's great rock band. I... I went with the classic on this one guys i went with petra i went with petra i talking about nostalgia talking about um uh pioneering the christian rock genre the long wavy hair of the 80s and the tight jeans and the guitar licks and then they also were the first like kind of cross the head petra praise album before oh, yeah. before rock bands and third day yeah. started doing the praise and worship there was petra praise had that on cassette tape y'all so um <laughs> i i did go with petra for for the first round on this one 
Yep, I did too. I also had to go Petra, absolutely for the nostalgic vibes. Wow, Mark is like <laughs> ripping uh, the guitar. Over Bri here. Brielle just gave me the guitar for the rock and <laughs> you know metal genre here. So. Love it. Love it. And uh, Petra also, um, I know they've won Grammy Awards yeah. and Dev Awards, um, but I mean, and they've been around forever, 80s, 90s, definitely and the nostalgic. Today. And today, <laughs> 80s, 90s, and today. Um, and so, yeah, I had to go with Petra for familiarity and nostalgic reasons. I also went for the sweep here with Petra, the number one seed, not getting upset by the 16 Disciple. Although Disciple, I think they're kind of going the way of, I don't know, third day, need to breathe. Kind of like, have you heard any of their recent stuff? No, are they're they like, chilling out a little bit? Yeah, they're like on like Caleb now. Oh. So that's oh. different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we had, uh, oh, Brielle showed me her bracket. She had Disciple upsetting uh, oh. Petra in the first round. But. <laughs> I have uh, Petra on this one, but yeah, Disciple, they're they're being played on like K Love and stuff now, and they went on a tour recently that I saw through Kansas, or I didn't see, but I saw a poster for it in Kansas City. So they're still touring and doing some cool stuff. I don't think I don't know if Petra's touring. I guess I should have looked that think, up. Before. I don't think they're. I, don't <laughs> I think got they it. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> I don't think so either. But they still have the nostalgia factor for sure you got the be to our god yes. forever and ever. so i mean yeah i mean so you got to go petra in round one Oof, all right petra with the sweep moving on uh the eight nine matchup we have flyleaf versus demon hunter and demon hunter very very hard rock um so i had uh at, at KCWJ radio station I worked at in Kansas City. Mark worked with me there for a while. 1030 The Light, not your grandma's Christian radio station was what it called. Was, it was like one of our taglines when we started. When you started. When we started. <laughs> um, and through that time, we were playing, you know, Christian pop and rock. And then I even got to have a little thing on Saturday nights that was like two hours of like rock. Um, and so I, I put them on the list. Then when we flipped formats, overnight um to a to your grandma's radio station to southern gospel the last song that i scheduled to play before switching to southern gospel was demon hunter i'm not ready to die oh yes. at 11 p.m the last song before it flipped over to southern gospel was i'm not ready to die as kind of my fists in the air to my bosses <laughs> That this was happening um so there's some there's some nostalgia in me there however i went with flyleaf because freaking lacy her oh, voice man. is just up there in the top two three four female rock vocalists um just killer right up there with paramore and i mean just just beautiful vocals ranging guitars and riffs i went with flyleaf on this one yeah i um also went with Flyleaf, had to give the girl rocker <clears throat> her dues, man. Like, yeah, she is crazy good. Um, and I wasn't as familiar with Demon Hunter also in my line of thinking. So, um, but I did know Flyleaf. So I moved them on to the next round. This was a tough one for me because Demon Hunter was a staple on me and Chop's radio show. 
in college. He was always jamming I'm Not Ready to Die. He would pick the metal songs. I would pick the emo songs. That was kind of how we set up our playlist for our show, uh, KMNU Radio in Olathe, Kansas. Shout out, <laughs> Mid-American Nazarene University. Um, but <laughs> I am going Flyleaf as well um, on this one because just like you guys said, I mean, you got to give uh, – what's the what, what was the singer's name? Lacey. 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 Okay, so Lacey was incredible, amazing live. I saw them a couple times live. I saw them once at Cornerstone once. Were they at Rock the Light? I feel like they were at Rock the Light. They probably were at Rock the Light. You might have made that up, but I think they were. But I've seen them twice, and they were incredible live. I don't think I ever saw Demon Hunter live. I bet they would have been awesome had I ever seen them. But another interesting thing about Flyleaf – Kristen May from the band Vedera, who is from Kansas City, she took over vocals when I don't know what happened to Lacey, but she took over as the vocalist of Flyleaf later on when the band was touring and stuff like that. So I, I think do that, but I love her voice. I love Vedera too because of her. I didn't know I didn't know if she was gonna be able to do it, but she could do it. Like she did, wow. I think one I think she did one album with him, or maybe she just toured with him. I don't know. I'm making stuff up now on this podcast. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to the Wikipedia page to try to confirm things, which that could also be a little bit sketchy. But she was with Flyleaf um, from, let's see, 2011 to 2016. That's so, amazing. And Lacey, again, great singer also screamed. And yes. hearing that female scream just blew my mind the first time. And I was like, yep, that's it. It's over. I it did not work. think Kristen could do it because her voice is so like nice and soft yeah. and everything. Mm -hmm. But she could she could pull it off. I was I, I, I guess I know that's why they picked her now. But yeah, uh, yeah Flyleaf, amazing band. And those dudes can shred, too. Yeah, so. So good. All right. So we're in unanimous again. We have Petra versus Flyleaf is going to happen in the round of 32 back here in the first round. The five seed is MXPX, the boys from Bremerton, magnified plaid uh, versus mm -hmm. red. So two colors, actually. We're talking about plaid and red. Anyway, <laughs> red, very straightforward rock. They, um, I actually was, I had their CD. I never was into them. Knew a lot of people that were into them, but very straightforward rock is how I would describe them um and a lot of people like that a little more commercial success some crossover as well um on what they did but uh mxpx i mean that 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 was my first punk pop punk pop punk through high school uh life in general album i still play pick chick magnet every time i pick up a bass guitar um boom 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 it's the only thing i yeah. play bass guitar uh, oh yeah it's, it's so great so uh so many memories and everything with that that I, I have to go with MXPX. Yeah, Chick Magnet was the first song I learned on the bass. I mean, whose first song was it? You know, from our era, <laughs> right? <youth group. laughs> Tooth like, and Nail Kids. That was that was exactly right. That's what that's the song that you learned when you picked up the bass guitar. But yeah, I I gotta be honest. I hate to say this. I hope the Red guys don't listen to this podcast. But I'm just not a fan of Red. Uh, so I hate I hate to put them out on blast like that as a 12 seed, but uh, MXPX the obvious choice for me. I I converse back and forth with Mike Herrera, the singer from MXPX on Twitter. I have done uh, that as well. We've had a few, uh, yeah, we've had a few engagements there, uh, 
And yeah, just uh, cool dudes. Yuri, I know that he just has some simple dr- punk drum beats, but he never messes up. Uh, so Tom, fun. Tom with the uh, the BGVs, the background vocals. Uh, love the harmonies that he brings to the table. And then if you see MXPX Live, they were the first band that I ever saw do the um, with their guitar tech do the throwing of the guitars across the stage. And catching it and then doing the flip around and then starting to play the song again. So that's just incredible also live for me. And MXPX, again, I sh- I should have looked this up. I, I could have had the date of this concert. But I remember it was in March of 2002, I believe it was. MXPX and... Uh, Oh, man, I'm blanking on the band's name now. Anyway, MXPX was their co-headlining with... Oh, Simple Plan. It was MXPX mm-hmm. and Simple Plan co-headlining tour. And Good Charlotte was a band that nobody had heard of yet. They were the opening band on that tour. Wow. And uh, Good Charlotte ended up being the biggest band, I think, commercially of all of them. But yeah. MXPX playing at the Beaumont Club was a great time. And uh, the very next... Uh, yeah, I won't go into that. Sorry. But <laughs> there was... a. Uh, there was a little nostalgia with MXPX. So I go MXPX easily as the five seed over the 12 seed. Yeah. I I have to agree with everything you guys are saying. This was definitely an easy one for me to move MXPX forward. Uh, yeah. Again, reminded me of high school, college, little, you know, pop punky phase, all of my eyeliner that I went through. Like, so um, clothes yeah. pins on the your clo- uh, yes i had pins, pins on, the on my hoodie uh my chuck taylors that i would wear um yeah i was i was definitely into mxpx so awesome. easy to move them forward magnified plaid moving on to round two uh we have number four seed Anne berlin versus project 86 at the 13 seed mark you want to kick this one off yeah this i mean it wasn't a super tough one for me I, I went with I'll just off the top I'll say I went with Amberlin just because they are an incredible band live and their albums just every time I go back and listen to an album that I missed along the way because for a little bit I wasn't as into Amberlin I kind mm-hmm. of went on to uh, maybe a little bit more harder music genre like that's when I started getting into Under Oath and Emery mm-hmm. uh, and bands like that so Amberlin was a band that I first heard in high school in youth group. Um, and so I really liked their first album and then I kind of missed out on their next couple. And then as I went back to them, uh, later in college and like toward the end of college, that just, it blew me away what they followed up their first album with. I'm like, how did I miss this? I missed some great songs and they had some singles that ended up on, uh, 96.5 The Buzz, a radio station that I used to work for in Kansas city. Uh, so they had some good crossover hits as well. Um, nationally, I think too, but Project 86, solid hard rock band. They have this song called Play On that we used to play on the Marky Mark and Chop show mm-hmm. back at the Cayman U days. Um, and people would call in and request it. So they liked that band. But uh, yeah, the Amberlin, no doubt, was, was my pick for this one, though. Yeah, I remember listening to both of these bands, like in high school, college, but um, yeah, Anne Berlin is definitely the standout for me, Um, so I had to move them forward in this round. Yeah, it's funny, I didn't take a lot of notes in this round, because it was Mm -hmm. just like, 
who did I like? Yes. Yeah. yeah no, I like totally, all of them. It's totally, like, yeah. it's like I, I know all the things, but I mean, uh, Project 86, Andrew Schwab, wasn't that the vocalist? name yeah or confirm yeah. that yeah yes. great vocalists too i mean saw both these bands lots of time but stephen christian his vocals oh. love the vocal line love the vocal line in amberlin great lyrics great music again they were on ready fuels still on like my pump up workout jams uh yes. some of my favorites um and you know, paper thin him that album just great project 86 actually has a new album that came out end of 2022 um i think too and, and stephen christian has done some other projects and amberlin's they got back together for um uh not we were young fest what was the other one down in uh, alabama and yeah weren't they played oh, yeah. they played the one down in uh, alabama now i'm kendra yeah the furnace fest furnace fest thank you furnace fest they, yes and they did another tour i actually saw them a couple of years ago i guess it was right before the pandemic so that was yeah. like 2019 now but uh yeah i say a couple of years ago that's like four years ago now <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I'm they so did it they did a reunion tour that I went to at this really cool venue called the Truman in Kansas city. And they sold that place out. Like they came back and sold out the Truman, which is like, I don't know, 2000, 2,500 people. Wow. So like Amberlin is still rocking. And Paul, we have to mention where we saw Amberlin. <laughs> where uh, I have my, I saw my Amberlin t-shirt from after that. the, yeah. <laughs> after the tooth and nail tour, I think it was the second tooth and nail tour uh -huh. because they actually headlined the first tooth and nail tour that further seems forever was supposed to headline yep. and they broke up because, well, they didn't break up. They lost their lead singer right before that tour. Chris so further seems forever confessional. Shout no, out. no, it was not Chris Crow, but it was oh, Jason Gleason. It was when Jason left. Yeah, okay. Jason Gleason the second left album. the band. It was after, after the, the second, second album. album. Okay. Uh, so he he dropped off the uh, Amberlin headline that show. They they were really solid. That was the first time I saw him live. But then the second Tooth and Nail tour, they did a Kegs and Eggs with the radio station I yep. worked at. I, I was not working with them at the time, but they did these Kegs and Eggs where a band would play the night before and then the next morning they would do an acoustic set in a bar basically. And they give everybody a free beer and, you know, have a breakfast taco or whatever they were giving out that day. Yep. And they were giving out Emory shirts. Uh, yeah, Emory it was Emory, yeah, Emory, it was and, Emory and Amberlin. They yep. did a co-headline. I think that's yep. the only time that I've, they've ever did two bands at a cakes and eggs too. So that was, that was awesome that they had Emory and uh, Amberlin there. And yeah, that was just a cool, a fun story. I, yeah, I'll leave it there's, at that. There's more to the story, Aww, but we don't have to tell yeah. it on this podcast. Let's just say that yeah. uh, several of the Mid-American Nazarene University kids went to <laughs> went to class with a couple beers in them that morning. And Ooh, I, voice, oh, yeah. I voice tracked my show. I voice tracked my morning show and didn't go into work and went to that instead and still had to leave a little early, but went to that. Uh, got the t-shirts got the beer yeah that was that was great but amberlin amberlin moving on <laughs> just as a full disclosure i gave my drink tickets to a friend i did not have any drinks that <laughs> you day. did that is I, correct i had track practice or something later that day so yeah. i i i was i was uh i, I was think several person. several <laughs> of us uh several of us gave drink tickets to one particular friend <laughs> <laughs> who used all of them that was so, great i mean was, i love it so great um all right, amberlin so this, winner so this next yeah. one is probably the hardest first round pick. I know for me, Mark, you're probably there too. Me without you versus Norma Jean. Like, I don't know. This was so tough. Norma Jean, probably the hardest band, like the hardest rocking band, uh, especially in Christian music. We all, uh, again, I'm thinking, because we all kind of got into that scene at the same time, Mark, where we went from emo to screamo to like super hardcore. And I remember yeah. showing you and Chops and... 
Nathan and Matt and the guys in your dorm room, Memphis will be laid to waste for the first time and being yes. in your dorm room. And Chris is going, what, what do we do now? Like it what's was after this, like literally he was like, what, what's harder than this? Like, where do we go from here after this music? And it was such an amazing moment. It was on the DVD where they played at the original Furnace Fest. Yeah. And it was Norma Jean playing Memphis Will Be Laid to Waste. And then the singer from Me Without You Aaron... comes in, who he is the guest vocalist on that song, Memphis Will Be Laid to Waste. And he comes in out of nowhere during the part of the song where he guest vocals and goes absolutely bonkers. I've never seen anything like it in my life. I still watch I, it like, on YouTube every now and then. <laughs> me too. Incredible. I'm like, I'm like, what is this guy on? He has to be on something. But he was just high on life and loving everything. Mm -hmm. Like he, That's he, how he is. He was. He's a man of the earth. Like he, he, he eats out of dumpsters. <laughs> he does a veggie fuel van. Yep. Uh, I'm sorry, I took over your. I don't no, want to say I, my I, this was going to be. This one was going to be a conversation. <laughs> and again, Katie, feel free to jump in whenever. But me without you again. Yeah. One of the most unique bands. One of the most again, kind of street cred, underground, definitely niche, not for everybody, not for mainstream. Very often, I mean, lots of people on festivals love them. But his like talking, sing songy, weird, experimental music. Um, versus like the hardest band that just goes the hardest that we both loved both of these bands and still probably listen to i listen to both of these bands weekly mm -hmm. oh yeah me too i i do when i when i want to get going i listen to memphis will be late to week yep. i mean i really or shotgun oh man i can't they have such long song titles like i don't it's remember ridiculous what yeah but uh whatever the shotgun one is is awesome it's like like bringing a knife to a gunfight. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like it's the one, crazy. The one, yeah, uh, the one. I need the quarterback. <laughs> just, just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like, I mean, it's incredible. But I don't know where I was going with that. Anyway, uh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> are you gonna pick one? Oh man, this is tough. This is tough. Should we have Katie oh, yeah, go the, first? Oh, yeah, we'll I, let Katie go first. But okay. really quick, Katie, before your pick, yes. this me without you is. The band's band. I've heard this yeah. said on multiple podcasts. Mm. It is it is the band that is the favorite of every band. Like every band on Tooth and Nail, their favorite. If they say, "Hey, who's your favorite band?" They say, "Me without you." So like that's like that's pretty impressive. Like the the their musical stylings are yeah. Well, you know what? I'm gonna agree with all those bands on Tooth and Nail. I chose Me Without You. Um, again, I think just because Norma uh, Jean is a little hard for me. Yeah. <laughs> they, they go a little too hard for, for my personal <laughs> taste. But um, but I mean, both great bands. It, I agree. It was a very, a very tough, um, tough matchup here. But I had to go with me without you. Paul, who do you got? Man, it, it was the band's band, the hard band. Uh, I do remember. Do you remember right before my wedding, Mark? Do you remember yes. getting ready room? Yes, I do. I remember we were listening to. Was it Memphis? Were we late to waste? Yeah, pretty sure we were, it was. We were, we were listening, listening to, to Norma Memphis, Jean. Yeah, we were listening to that whole album. Right before Martyr Kiss the Child. Yep. Right before my wedding, while we were getting ready in the little side room. Um, so that was that was another nostalgia factor for that. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the story? You probably don't remember the story from the day after the wedding, do you? What happened the day after the wedding? 
I don't know if I ever told you this. Did you have to go back to the church for something? Yes. I had to go back to the church to get the CD. Yes. Because we left the CD in the dressing room or the choir room, whatever it was. And the lady at the front door's name was Norma G. That's right. No. No way. Yes. The old lady greeter at the front door. I was like, oh, the church is going to be open. It's a Sunday morning. I was like, I'll just drive over there on the way to my church. So I go over there. They're like, hey, how are you doing? I'm like, hey, I'm just here to get a CD. The wedding was here yesterday, blah, blah, blah. And then I look at her name tag and it says Norma Jean. And I just like stopped and looked and she's like, are you okay? I'm like, yes, I am okay. I just need to find a CD by a band called Norma Jean. And she's like, no way. She's like, what do they sound like? I was like, <laughs> not for you, not for you, Norma. I was, I was like, they're kind of. I just said they're kind of a hard rock band. Uh, so that's I left it at that. But yeah, that was awesome. Wow, that's amazing. What, a, what a god a thing! What a god yes, thing! What a god thing! happen? Um, yeah. So for I just so I went with Norma Jean again. It was kind of a flip, but had that memory, uh, the hardness. I still put that on um, when I want to. When I want to escape, like it's it's amazing how hard music can be happy music too like it's relaxing to me i think it's the adhd like all the sounds and noises take up brain space so i can like zone out and so i love it i went with norma jean oh man i i like i said i did go back and forth on this one a lot but i ended up picking me without you i thought you would i thought you would i picked me without you slightly because when i first heard of norma jean I also heard of Me Without You at the same time. Mm-hmm. And the Me Without You singer kind of stole the show. Yep. Like, if we're being honest, like, I mean, Josh Scoggins is crazy. He puts on his own show, but then this guy from Me Without You comes out and does this crazy thing. So, yeah, Norma Jean puts on a crazy live show. I also love what Josh did with his other bands, The Chariot, stuff like that. So, there is that factor of him having multiple bands. He's in a band called The 68 now, which is awesome as well. Uh, but I went with Me Without You because. Man, the way that they progressed as a band, too. Like, they went from, like, kind of a hard rock, talk, metal band into a Catch for Us, the Foxes, into a... a uh, oh, I'm blanking on the, 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 the other album name now. Anyway, sorry, I'm going off on the rails here. But they just had such a cool progression, like, all the way up until their final album. And, yeah, they have every... I love every album of Me Without You's. I can't say I love every album of Norma Jean's. Mm, yeah. So that's kind of why fair. I leaned leaned to me without you on this one. It's fair. I'm not mad either way. It was it's so good. It was so good. Um, this next grouping is Under Oath at the three with Living Sacrifice as the 14. Now, Living Sacrifice, again, was definitely pioneer in the hardcore metal genre. Um so I know that a lot of these rock bands look look up if you listen to these, you know, the Tooth and Nail podcast and other things people talking about. Everybody brings up Living Sacrifice as somebody that again they looked up to. I remember them from the songs from the Penalty Box compilation mm-hmm. albums. They had one of the first songs on there. They yeah. had a couple songs on there. That's where I first heard them and was like, whoa, that's a little more metal than I was at the time. Um, but then, but then came Under Oath. But then came Boy Brushed in Red. <laughs> And that album is on the top albums of like musically changed my life and genre and things that I go back to continuously will be that first album plus how they keep progressing as well. So I, I went with under oath with that one. Yeah. I, 
I, I chose Under Oath, too. I'll just get down to it. Under Oath was an incredible band. They still are an incredible band. Actually, I hate to admit this, but they were the, – the date of this podcast that we're recording, they were in Kansas City last night or the night before. They're coming right here on night. Tuesday. They're oh, coming wow. to yeah. me on Tuesday, but it's sold out. Yeah, they, they did a sold-out show here at the Midland or something like that. And so, yeah, I've seen them – I was going to say recently, but again, it was before the pandemic. So it was probably like five years ago was the last time I saw them now. But there's, they still put on an incredible live show, Living Sacrifice. Like you said, they had the metalist of metal screamer that I've ever heard. Them and a band that we'll talk about coming up here in a little bit, Zayo. They, they kind of tie for like the craziest screamers that I've ever heard. Like I still don't know how they could do it live. But uh, it's impressive how they do that. But for the style, the type of music that even Under Oath, like the shifting and shaping of their band from where they started, kind of like that actually, kind of like what Living Sacrifices, and they kind of progress into a, uh, I wouldn't call it, uh, it was screamo pop because there was screamo sing, pop. Even the sing and scream, they had the sing yeah. and scream. They had a little pop to them in that in that album. In uh, they're only chasing safety. So, yeah, that album, They're Only Chasing Safety, in 2004, that was literally my favorite album in 2004, uh, 2005. It was probably one of my favorite albums in college. It's still so up I'm, there for me. It's still up in my top ten. Yeah, so I'm going I'm going Under Oath, number three seat over the 14 seats, Living Sacrifice. I agree with both of you, Under Oath, all the way. I mean, when I think of like screamo, you know, metalcore, like that's that's the band that comes to mind for me. So I had to I had to move. Do you see the, the the they're only chasing safety cover of their album? I just see that every time yes. I hear the name yes. Under Oath. It's the person with the breathing mask on. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I was working at. Um, Mardell Christian Family Store that summer when it came out and I got them like 20 album sales from Under Oath because I had all my friends come to the store I was working at and they had to order more albums because it sold out there. Wow. So I was, uh, yeah, I was really excited about that. My manager wouldn't let me play their album over the, the speakers <laughs> back there. Uh, I did get, I get, did get to play some Further Seems Forever and some May and some Copeland. I, I don't know if they had Copeland there actually. But I did get to play some other bands like that. I did not get to play Under Oath over the speakers. <laughs> but that's all right. Still sold them. I, I still feel good about that because that album, again, Paul, I don't have the uh, notes on this, but I, I'm pretty sure that album went platinum. Yeah. Uh, gold, something like yeah, that. Yeah, so, so, so did the Find the Great Line, yeah. the next one did too. Yeah. It, it's, they exploded. Exploded. They headlined like Warp Tour in those mm-hmm. years and craziness still do oh man yeah they're killing it they're killing it next one we have old school some old school guys here striper the black and yellow attack oh man striper uh <laughs> to hell with the devil striper or uh blindside the swedes from sweden oh, swedish rock band i love band. sweden we uh they were at the same they opened for pod at the show that we talked about in the last episode, when I cracked my head open, it was Blindside, <laughs> FedEx, CX, and POD. Yes. So, yes. seen them live. Remember them from the songs from the Penalty Box compilations. Great memories. They were like in the you know mid to late '90s in that fast punk rock rock side. 
but Striper, man. Striper. The hell with the <laughs> devil, the spandex, the hair, the yeah. brothers, the voice, soaring vocals. It's a sweet the harmonies, voice. The sweet voice Michael has. <laughs> the drummer had like the little uh little fan so his hair would blow. Uh, symbol on like a chain so you could hit it and it would swing we saw them well after they were, were you at, i don't think you were at, were you at that show i went with to the, the beaumont yes yes we were there saw them at the beaumont with adam i have one of the striper bibles yes. that they throw out from the stage that little new I still testament have mine. i still have mine from that too so for uh seen blindside listen to blindside but uh, striper it's striper for me all the way in this one i agree like yeah i don't think Again, I don't listen to these bands that often or hardly at all, but like Striper is definitely one that hits a nostalgic note for me. Um, and yeah, too oh, like you can't you can't deny that. That is rock and roll, baby. <laughs> this was actually a really tough one for me in the first round. This is this might have even been tougher than the Me Without You Number know, What? For me. Wow. Really? This was, this was because I didn't know so you we, were that into Blindside. Yeah, I was. In I'm college, blindsided by that. Blind, <laughs> because when we saw him with Pod, that their live show really left an impression on yeah. me. And then uh, when I got into college, they released another big album. Thought about a burning fire. I don't know if that was the name of the album or if that was the song. But uh, that was the album. They had a 2004. Yeah, they they just had a couple really solid albums there. Um, and I saw them at that sh uh, the POD show. I saw them at the Granada once. And I saw them one other place, maybe the Beaumont Club. So I've seen them a few times live. And they were always uh, incredible. They just actually got back for Furnace Fest last year. Yep. They reunited. They hadn't yep. played in like 10 years or something like that. And my friend Josh uh, Armfield, shout out Josh Armfield. He lives in Sweden. Now, every time I talk to him, like every now and then we'll FaceTime on uh, Facebook Messenger. And I'm always like, dude, have you seen Blindside? Have you seen him walking around in the fields over where you live now? And he's like, nope, still haven't seen him. But uh, but I love I love Sweden. I love uh, Blindside. But I went with Striper because to hell with the demo. Exactly. Katie yeah. said it first, but I, I yeah. also wanted to repeat that. Yeah, I'm still sick. and I cannot hit the high notes. So I'm not going to even try. Oh man, yeah, unanimous on Striper. Love it, love it so much. All right, and then finally, the two for the fifteen. This is the last one in the first round of this bracket. We have TFK, Thousand Foot Crutch, and Zayao. And again, Zayao, another pioneering uh, heavy metal band with a crazy screamer. Um, actually, it's some like super fast, but then also melodic. Um, again, another one of those bands like Living Sacrifice that people would say they like they look up to because they were some of the originals on those songs from the Penalty Box albums uh, compilations. That's where I heard that. And then TFK, um, throw up your rock fist. You know, yes. like that was, yes. it. That was some youth group music. They, oh, yeah. um, they got, that they song some... got featured in the Olympics too, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. They had some crossover success yeah. uh, with that song. Um, Trevor, uh, vocalist, very, uh, you know, very good rock vocalist. Also, they had their spinoff band, FM Static, that was a little more pop punk too after mm -hmm. that. Um, right. But they they got a lot of play, did a lot of tours, had a lot of radio success. I played them on the radio as well. Um, and because of the familiarity, I wasn't into that hard of a music yet with Zayao. And even now it wasn't my style of hard music. So I went with number two, TFK. 
I totally agree with everything you just said there. I mean, I, I liked Zayo after, I think I was to Zayo a little bit after the party, I guess you could say. I was a little late to the party on that Zayo, but uh, one of the funny uh, side stories with Zayo, I was supposed to go to see Zayo and the Juliana Theory on Zayo's farewell tour, which I think they've had a few of those farewell tours. Uh, <laughs> and I think it was also the Juliana Theory's farewell tour. I think they did kind of like a co-headlining farewell tour. The lead singer from the Juliana Theory was in Zayo for a short time as one of their, mm. I don't think he was the main vocalist, but he was guitar player, also did some side screams. And uh, my friend, David Koss, shout out, David, DC, <laughs> what's up? Um, him and his now wife, Jen, that was their first like official date, I think, going Aww. to that concert. And Aww. they drove up, they drove up for Manhattan because they were going to K-State at the time. And uh, my roommate, Chris, ended up taking my ticket, I think, to go to the show because I got sick or something like that. I had to go to a track meet. I don't one of those two. <laughs> I actually think I was supposed to be at a track meet. I got, got sick. sick. <laughs> Couldn't go to the track meet. So I was going to try to go to the concert sick. And I was like, no, I can't do that. I was like, somebody will find out. So I gave my ticket to uh, my roommate, Chris. So Chris went with David and Jen to the concert. They had a great time. I never got to see Zayo live, unfortunately. That was going to be my only time see Zayo. So sadly, I didn't see him, but I would go with Thousand Foot Crutch just because all you said, Paul. Side note that you mentioned that because I DJed their wedding and I played a Zayo song at their wedding reception right. by request that they That's had. Right. That Zayo had that one very pretty melodic song um, that they danced to. And I was like, we're really doing Zayo at this uh, wedding reception? <laughs> That's fantastic. I remember so, yeah, that out to the classes playing yes. the Zayo at their wedding reception. Aww. That's sweet. <laughs> Love it. I, I, did you ever play a thousand foot crutch song at a wedding? Probably I, not. I have not played a thousand foot crutch song at, at a wedding. Yeah. So I still go thousand foot crutch just because yeah. their their longevity too, I, and their uh, pop sensibilities for the radio. Very nice. Uh, yeah, I also went thousand foot crutch. Just again, familiarity. I was not super familiar with Zayo. Also, Zayo is my for former employer. So um, <laughs> just kidding. Spell different. Spell different. But. Uh, <laughs> but um no thousand foot crutch definitely all the way here oh man all right well we've made it through this first round and there was a couple of bands that got brought up that i do want to re-mention just because it was sad that they weren't on the list but i know they're some of our favorites mark uh especially and katie you know them too juliana theory we yeah. all loved i got to see them on tour with uh uh dashboard and andrew mcmahon last time of course dashboard chris caraba original lead singer of Further Seems Forever, who is probably my favorite band in this genre that's not on there. And then Emery as well, um, not in this list. They were bubble teams that their bubble burst, unfortunately, but love, love those bands. Yeah, there were some good bubble teams in here that I would have loved to add to it. But yeah. Uh, they, they would probably they would probably be in the you know i did the emo bracket a few years ago. yes you did yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> so there was a lot of bands that i had to pick out for that but yeah there were several bands i would like to see but you know it is i mean these guys at in everglow and at jbay <laughs> underscore all the way did a great job with this great so i'm job. not gonna front no front yeah they only had 16 That's teams good. they were trying to mix in the old and the new and that brings us back to the top of the bracket where we have number one petra taking on number eight flyleaf katie where did you go on this one uh, i you know i had to choose this one was hard for me but i did choose petra to move on just because when I think of like Christian rock, 
like Petra is a name that comes up for me. Um, even though they're kind of old school, um, I think I think they deserve to move on to the next round. Mark. Yeah, I'm I'm going with Petra on this one too. I was really close. I I like what what we talked about earlier, Flyleaf for what they did back in their day. Their their vocalist, their lady vocalist did a fantastic job, but I gotta go Petra with the, the classic. Um, I'm not gonna sing it again, but every time I hear Petra, I hear "Be to Our God." I mean, I don't know, I don't know what it is about forever and ever, forever and ever, I'll hear it in my head. So, love it, love those guys. That's amazing. I with this with this region specifically, I really had to throw everything out, um, especially after the first round, and I literally just went with who am I gonna listen to. If you put two songs in front of me, where what am I going to press play on? And for that reason, I went with Flyleaf for that one. So once again, I am outvoted, and Petra moves on to the Sweet Sixteen. You know, I, I, I don't hate your vote though, Paul. I really no. yeah, I agree. I, really I agree. Could, I considered Flyleaf in this one. There's no <laughs> bad votes in this category. No. There's probably no bad votes in in the whole thing. Eh, eh, I think yeah, there is, but yeah. but. <laughs> But in this category, there's no bad votes, which makes it hard for this next one when we have number five, oh. MXPX, number four, Anne Berlin. This was another one that I agonized over, agonized over. Again, we've talked about it in the first round, how great Anne Berlin is. If there's just like a straight rock band, like I've been telling Cohen, uh, your nephew, my son, like I was like, dude, you got to listen to Anne Berlin. Like you gotta yeah. listen to Amberlynn when he was going through more rock stuff, but also when he was doing his pop punk phase, I was like, dude, you gotta do MXPX. And because of the the catching it, uh, I again I can't really explain it too in detailed because then I could talk myself out of it and in circles, but I went with magnified plaid the boys from Bremerton of MXPX. I moved them on into the sweet 16, the pop punk boy geniuses at 14 years old, taking over the pop punk genre. Love them. Love them to death. A little, little spiky haired guy. So good. Katie, what do you got? I also did MXPX. I was, I, this, this one I think was also such a hard ma uh, matchup, but MXPX just like, again, I think it's the pop punk. Um, mm -hmm. And that's again, kind of more what I would listen to. Um, and so I, I had to move them forward. This was actually a tougher vote for me than I originally thought. Like when I first looked at this thing, I'm like, mxpx all the way like i would even when going back to the other side of the bracket like with blindside striper i thought that i didn't see striper on the list at first so i thought blindside was gonna okay. go quite a ways <laughs> so anyway with this one i was like oh man mxpx amberlin mxpx for me is the choice it was not an easy choice yeah. because like i said amberlin the way that they progressed throughout their entire career was very impressive and Stephen Christian is amazing. I love what he did with To Write Love on Her Arms. Mm, yeah. Him and John Foreman both, by the yeah. way. My my switch for pick that didn't get to the final four. Thanks, guys, <laughs> in our last episode. Uh, sorry to jump back to that one. But, yeah, MXPX for me over Amberlin just because of their – they're still doing stuff today. I mean, they've been yeah. around since, what, 92? They were mm -hmm. an original pop-punk band back in the day, like with Green Day and Blink-182. Like they were one of those 
bands in the early 90s and they were on like they were with blink 22 and green day on the same level for a little bit before the yeah. radio took over with green day and yep. blink 22 but they were on that level with the, the the message boards shall we say that i used to frequent a lot um so yeah i i go mxpx over amberlin just barely the five over four upset it's not a huge upset but it's still a tiny upset it's there it is there and the yeah. other thing that uh well, we'll get into that once we get we'll see how this one goes then i'll bring bring up another point that may factor in to somebody's things later um this is another tough one uh for me and mark i think here as we have a uh, six versus three me without you versus oh. under oath um and again it's similar things with norma jean but uh, that we talked about in the first round against me without you, but under oath for me had more, I mean, even more hold than Norma Jean because I'll listen to under oath anytime, anywhere in any circumstance. Um, and me without you, I will also listen to when I'm in a different mood. Like I can have them on all day while I'm working from home. And, it, but then there's some days that I'm like, I got to get the under oath on, you know? And so once again, it just kind of came down to who am I going to press press play on and the moment that I was had the, the the pencil in hand, I was in the mood for Under Oath to move forward. Under Oath. I Under love Oath. It. Under I love Oath. It. I love it. And I think I, I was thinking it. about their concert that was coming to town. I but I was yeah. I just had to I had to give them the nod. I had to move ahead. I had to move ahead. Under Oath. They're so good. They are so good live. They they're like they were they're a top five show, I think, for me. Like they're crazy. Do you want me to go, or do you, Katie? Do you want to go? Uh, I can go. I so I had originally put down me without you to move on, and then I was thinking about it, and yeah, I was thinking about okay, like rock, alt, metal, like like man, Under Oath is just like so good at what they do. I mean, me without you is also very good at what they do, and then yeah, I just I I had to change my mind, and I went with Under Oath Woo! to move forward. I, I, yeah, I scratched it out and, um, yep. So under oath for me, that means two and through under oath is through. I went me without you. Yeah. I went me without you on this one. And it was, this one was actually the toughest for me. And on the left side of the bracket, this was the toughest vote for me of any of the votes because under oath top five show of all time for me, live show. Me without you, though, I think they're like a top three show of all time live for me because of the way that, like, how crazy this. The first time, quick story, quick story on 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 <laughs> me without you. Uh, the first time I saw me without you was on the Tooth and Nail tour at the Granada. When for, we talked about this earlier, further since we had to drop off the show, Amberlin headline, and we were so intrigued by me without you. We had not, we had just picked up their first album, A to B Life. From one of our friends me and my college buddies we got our, the album from one of our friends she burned it for us we would later buy the album because of how good they were and how good it was we were like we have to support this band anyway after the show we went to talk to aaron weiss the singer of me without you because he was kind of off to the side of the stage like while they're doing the instrumental parts playing with the curtains yeah he was just kind of like doing this like weird thing and we were like man something might be wrong with this guy we got to make sure he's okay he was drinking nyquil out of a bottle like he was actually a little bit sick that night but i was like man we got to go talk to this guy so like they're super nice you know they're hanging out at the, the tent or the not the tent the merch table and my buddy 
says, hey, can you autograph my ticket? And he's like, oh, an autograph isn't worth anything. Like, he has this, like, funny voice when he talks. Like, he, he's a very, like, uh, he's a he's a professor, I think, on the side. Like, he's, like, very smart. And, like, the way he talks, you can tell it. But anyway, he's like, ah, oh, an autograph doesn't mean anything. It won't last. He'll throw it away. He's like, this would be more memorable. And then he takes a bite of the ticket. So his teeth marks are in the <laughs> ticket. And then he gives it back to me. He goes, that's better than an autograph, wouldn't you say? And I'm like, yes, it is. That was such. That was Amazing. so much better than an autograph. You got his teeth marks in the ticket. You got to keep that forever. So anyway, me without you, great band. Uh, and they influenced your band a lot too, and the way that you did some oh, stuff yeah. on stage, and and the way you guys moved into experiment more from from the screamo into the more experimental stuff definitely had a huge influence on your yes. band as well. Yeah, we we also met up with them at uh, Cornerstone. That's when we decided to switch from being a because every band at Cornerstone that played on was the small screamo band. was a screamo metal <laughs> band that you couldn't understand what they were saying. And I was like, man, we should like we talked about as band. We're like, we gotta switch this up. This is like we're never gonna like get anywhere in this genre. <laughs> like everybody sounds the same. So. Yeah, we talked to the guy from Me Without You while he was literally dumpster diving looking for food. <laughs> and uh, we talked to him for a little bit about, like, you know, what they were doing as a band and how they were progressing. And I was like, man, we got to just – we kind of did copy off them. We did. Like, we we didn't blatantly steal off them, but there were some drum parts and guitar licks that probably sounded a lot like Me Without You. But they didn't but have an accordion. They did Yes, they did. Later, oh, they did, later, they? they did have an accordion. They did after but, they did, though. Um, yeah, I think uh, maybe it was about the same. I don't know. But under oath, I like your guys's pick. Uh, Aaron Gillespie, incredible. I mean, drummer singer. How can you? Know? Does it all? I, I've Hero of seen, mine. I've never seen a drummer like be like a lead singer from the drum set. Except for Phil Collins. It's him so, and Phil Collins. <laughs> They're it for me. They're I don't know my, if I. They're my drumming I, idols. There, Phil Collins and. I don't think I saw Aaron Phil Gillespie. Collins live though. Probably not. But I, I love Aaron Gillespie. Saw him at the Rhino, which is this really tiny, small venue in Kansas City. Actually, this was post-pandemic. This was when you had to have a Vax card to get into the venue, like style. So that was really cool to see him at a small venue like that, doing acoustic solo stuff. He did stuff from. Under Oath, The Almost, and whatever Aaron Gillespie solo. I don't know what he does now. But anyway, all that to say, Under Oath, even though I picked me without you, I love your guys. Can't go wrong. You can't go wrong in this bracket. Um, Maybe here, though. We'll see. We have uh, Striper, the classics, the black and yellow versus Throw Up Your Rock Fist, Thousand Foot Crutch. Katie, where'd you go on this one? I chose Striper. I went Striper on this one just because, again, like I think – like when I think Christian rock, like Striper is a band that comes to mind in that category. And so I, not one that I would necessarily listen to, but I thought they deserved to move forward to the next round. What about you, Mark? Very well said. I, I couldn't say it much better than that. <laughs> I go Striper as well. I I mean, they didn't have the huge radio hits like Thousand Foot Crutch. They weren't played on... Uh, the Olympics intro with throw up your rock fists and whatever. There was one other song. I think, I think their side project got a song on there too. FM static did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, striper. So classic seven over two upset. 
I mean, it's like Michigan State beating Marquette. You love to see it. <laughs> you love to see it. Except love I had Marquette in my Final Four, but it's Me all right. Too, I did not. Right. I did not have TFK in my Final Four, but I did move Striper <laughs> on as well. And again, hearing those guys' stories about how they came up just in LA in the regular rock scene, and again, yeah. they they exploded onto the Christian scene because they were Christians, but they were also like friends with Motley Crue and like all these things that they were like you know, hanging out at the Viper Broom back when you could do that, like just at the edge of the teenage years and got really good. And so they had the respect of people in that genre in the industry and were able to tour with them, but stayed true to their faith and wanted to get that, you know, made that part of the mission for them too. And so they, again, they were legit. They were on MTV, you know, like yeah. in their black and yellow spandex. <laughs> One so thing wild. that... In that documentary, the Jesus Music documentary, I was really sad when it came to the striper part because their family watched a um, televangelist. That's how they became Christians. Yes. They watched it on TV. And then wow. when they became a popular Christian rock band, the televangelist that led their family to Christ said that they were playing devil music. And that like messed them up on the inside and mentally, I think, too. Yeah. And oh, for sure. So I felt bad for them when I was watching that that documentary Jesus music, but I love Striper and I love what they did. Man, yeah, and now we're we're into this uh, Elite Eight, and this is I'm glad we I waited to bring this up until now because this is when I, I think it might play a factor. We'll see. We have Petra versus MXPX, and then Under Oath versus Striper. So here is the question: This is again a CCM. Uh, tournament. We're trying to find the Lord of the Dance, the Christian music tournament. Does it play into a factor in these last two? The fact that MXPX and Under Oath no longer classify themselves as Christian bands. Did that at all play into your decision in this next round moving them forward? Did you even think about that? For me, I... I think I thought it, about it more in the beginning rounds and I was like, man, like some of these bands, like, I don't think they yeah, classify themselves as Christian, but anymore. But um, so I, I did have that thought, I think earlier in the rounds, but I, I didn't think about it really um, go forward. It was just kind of a thought that was there. Did it factor in for you at all, Mark? No, I didn't factor it in. I just put ahead who I liked. I was just like, I am going through with the bands that I like the most at this point. So, yeah, that's that's why uh, it didn't really factor for me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, we, it, it, it didn't factor, uh, again, I, I thought about it deeply um, and then decided I was going to do this bracket again of just whose button am I pressing? Who who yeah. am I going to play? And when it came to Petra and MXPX, I'm going to play MXPX. MXPX, yep. Same. Responsibility, Same what's that? Yeah, responsibility. Not quite, not quite yet. yet. Yeah. They also, they also have some great music videos. They come from the great music video age. They do. So, yes, absolutely. I love MXPX. Petra was on the airplanes, though. That was a moment, right? Yeah. The big hanger with the airplanes. But yeah, I agree. MXPX videos. MXPX to the Elite Eight, baby. That's That's same for you, Katie. Yep. I was thinking. Oh, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yep. 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 MXPX. All right. And then Under Oath and Striper. And again, that's where I, I again had that that struggle. And part of it was because of that, was was Under Oath's 
not Christian anymore. Striper still rocking. Saw him playing late. I follow some of the guys still. I follow Oz Fox on uh on Instagram. They were here in Portland a couple uh years ago too, pre-pandemic. I didn't get to see him. We were actually uh we had a musical we were at doing right around the corner from where they were playing. So we saw them like in the pizza joint, like they were a hot oh lips pizza God. before the show. It was like, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. a striper guys. That's amazing. <laughs> um, so again, rocking it. But again, when it comes to what am I, what am I hitting on my playlist? It's under oath, under oath moving forward for me. I also moved forward under oath on this one. I, this one, I think I, you know what, thinking back about when I filled this out last week, or I think it was last week, um, <clears throat> a few weeks ago, uh, I think I did have like, okay, well, Striper really is like Christian rock in my head. But yeah, I would play Under Oath over Striper. So that's who I, that's who I went with. Yeah, you got to hell with the devil. I mean, that gets you to the Sweet 16, no doubt about it. I mean, you, you got you got that going for you, but... I had, so in my bracket, I had me without you over Striper and it was so close between me without you and under oath that I'm putting under oath ahead as well. I mean, that's when you're looking at the, the rock alt metal, I mean, under oath is just right there at the top of the genre. They're still, I mean, they're touring with some, I mean, they're not touring with Christian bands right now, but they're, they're kind of like skillet. They're, there's touring with like, just regular old rock bands that are touring, rocking these big venues and selling them out. They you, they sold out Portland, right? Yeah, sold out. I don't have a ticket for Tuesday. Darn it! Wow. Sorry. Plenty. Me and Cohen were gonna go, and they're out of tickets. So it's not not fun. Not fun. Um, and that's it too. Uh, Cohen got into Under Oath for a little bit again. Cohen at 14, 13, 14, started listening to their only chasing safety uh, album, and it was like that's amazing. That's crazy. So now we have the battle in this Christian music tournament of two bands that no longer classify themselves as Christians um, <laughs> in MXPX, the five seed and under oath, the three seed. And again, classics rocking, still doing stuff again. MXPX has been putting out albums to over the pandemic and re-releasing stuff. My career was up with Goldfinger playing at a show the other day. I saw a fun clip on YouTube of that. But MXPX and Under Oath, Katie, what'd you go with? I did MXPX. Ooh. This time around, I just think for me, um, I think it's kind of a combination of what I would personally listen to now. I think MXPX is a little bit more into what I would be listening to um, on, on the daily um, and just a little bit more nostalgic for me, the sound. So I had to go with MXPX. Yeah. And I um I had to go with Under Oath <sighs> for similar reasons of like Woo! I I go through some pop punk every now and then. And I uh, in the last, you know, this year or so far, I have put I had like just pulled up MXPX on Spotify and let it run its course. But uh more often than not, and in the moment that I was filling this out and I said, Am I going with the MXPX playlist or am I going with the Under Oath playlist? <clears throat> Going with the rockers from Under Oath. So, Mark, you didn't have Under Oath. You, what was your Elite Eight matchup? Did you have MXPX versus Me Without You? Was that who you I, had? I did. I did. You, did you have Me Without You in the Final Four? I did. Yeah. So this is a ah. new. This okay. is a brand new thing. I don't have anything written on this. I don't have anything planned out. 
and my mind is melting right now because <laughs> under oath and MXPX are like a oh, tie no. yeah. to me. Like if that's yeah. one reason why I picked me without you to the final four, because I was looking ahead and I was like, between MXPX and under oath, I can't pick. I like reverse in, I I reverse engineered this uh, pretty much on all yeah. of them. I almost I started with my final four and then oh. almost worked backwards on most Mark. of these because I couldn't Mark. decide. It was hard. Man, I it's rock alt metal region. Okay, this is this is where it's getting tricky because MXPX likely is my pick if I'm just going off probably my favorite of the two bands. But if we're going by rock alt metal region it's probably got to be under oath oh. because because it's alt rock metal mxpx is more like punk rock uh, uh i don't know it's just i who i listen to more is is probably mxpx at this point oh interesting yeah un under oath even though mxpx doesn't have as much newer stuff the new under oath album is really solid i just don't listen to it as much right so I think I gotta go MXPX. Woo! Upset the upset. Oh, I do. Man. I gotta go MXPX. Wow. Like, wow, Under, wow. Oath, Under Oath is like still top five live band. They're incredible. Wow. Love what they've done for the genre. Love what they're still doing. But I MXPX, man, going back to it, you've got life in general you it just it just gets so far back slowly going the way yeah. of the buffalo slowly going the way of the buffalo with the buffaloes on the cover like yep. that that clicked with me and life in general life in general yeah, uh, life in general is a favorite man that was so good like wow. every every album of mxpx really is it's solid because if you really want to break it down it's all the same but it's amazing yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah it just flows from one song to the other and you didn't really realize the tempos are similar oh the, you know the breakdowns whatever but no they're they're so fantastic they are pioneers of pop punk and led the way in christian pop punk um and and tooth and nail and then went made it up for the big atlantic records right took them away from tooth yeah. and nail they signed a big deal and uh Amazing A and M, yeah. And the other thing about Under Oath, they've generally had the same core group of guys since uh, they're only chasing safety. But before that, they had a ton of lineup changes. Which yeah. I mean, I don't count that against them because no. really, since they're only chasing safety, that's really when we kind of discover who they are. Right. Yeah. Uh, I I've honestly never just put on the old old Under Oath albums to listen to. <laughs> I've listened to them just to like kind of hear it for a little bit but i never just go back to that well which i can't say for mxpx so i think i made the right choice i talked to myself through it there you go mxpx so and so I, mxpx goes to the final four which means on the left side of the bracket guys once we get mm -hmm. to the final four issue we're gonna have amy grant versus mxpx whoever thought that sentence would be a thing wow wow so that that's gonna be amazing guys this is fun i'm so glad we didn't talk about this at all beforehand because that's oh. something audience need to know we didn't talk about this we didn't discuss it we haven't compared notes at all into this it's a complete uh surprise as we go through and that is surprise that's surprising to I, me yeah that mxpx made it through all the way and i have a perfect bracket so Still? again i i did not <laughs> i have a perfect bracket you know what though here's the thing no, I can't even say that for this genre. <laughs> I was saying because me and Mark are, have differences, and you're going to be the one that pulls, I suppose. I guess but, that's 
yeah. But not an all genre. I'm excited for the next genres, guys. We have uh, oh, coming up next the youth group region. I'm very excited for. I think it's going to be very controversial between the three of us because our youth group yes. experiences were just enough apart mm -hmm. in the decade of the 2000s, the 90s to the 2000s. I graduated high school in 2000. Katie, you graduated in 2005. Yep. So that that you know eight year span of youth groupness will be interesting and then the ccm radio region um i have opinions on so well oh, i can't uh, wait i cannot wait to hear your opinions on <laughs> it's gonna be things. fun guys so make sure to subscribe so that you do not miss out when the next episode drops leave us a rating if you're enjoying the show and also share with your youth group buddies so that they can listen too and then you guys can all discuss with us on facebook just search for ccm madness and you can find the group where we're talking about it and taking your opinions